You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. Hey there, just a reminder, as we gear up for the new year, I am doing the next couple of weeks, this week and next week, with replay episodes from last year's last 30 days challenge. Now I understand we're not the last 30 days of the year, but this content is so good, you guys, you're going to love it. So this was week two, and we are talking all about setting financial goals. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, welcome back to our series on finishing the last 30 strong. So this is the last 30 days challenge and this is officially week two. If you didn't listen to week one, hop back over, make sure you listen to it because the content does kind of build on each other. But week one was all about our money mindset. So I'm curious, how did that go for you? Let me know. Tag me on Instagram or in the private Facebook group, Manage Your Money Like a Boss and fill me in. What? How did the exercises go? This week is going to be a little bit different because this week during week two, we are focusing 100% on financial goals. I did an episode, I think it was last year, all about how to set better financial goals. And you guys loved it. It was seriously one of the most popular episodes I've ever done. So this one's going to kind of build on that same type of framework. But of course, in one year, I've learned a little bit more. And I have some tips that I think might be beneficial when it comes to setting your financial goals. So here's the thing. I used to believe in SMART goals. I think we've all heard of that. SMART goals should be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And if your goal has all of those elements, then you're more likely to achieve it. And while I don't completely disregard that, I think that there's a lot more to goal setting than just setting one SMART goal. I think it needs to be a more holistic approach to goal setting. And if you don't do that, I think you have some really incredible goals that you will just never accomplish. So that's why this episode is taking place. And it's something that I'm personally working on in my own financial life and my life in general is setting better goals. So step one to setting better goals is to get clear on what you actually want. Yes, I know this sounds incredibly simple and very straightforward. And I almost didn't say this, but the more I thought about it, the more I realize that it is simple, but people aren't doing it. We're not doing it to the best of our ability. We're getting a little bit lazy on thinking of what we want. So therefore we have a life that maybe we're not so proud of. Maybe it's not the direction we want to be going, but we're not actually getting clear on what we want. And I think that's why we're usually so unhappy with our lives is we don't know how to measure success. We don't know what we actually want. So that's why step one is getting clear. Now, true story, when I was younger, younger Whitney used to be a little bit, actually a lot bit materialistic. I truly thought that I wanted this like bougie lifestyle. I wanted the fancy house. I wanted nice cars. I wanted really high quality clothes. I wanted to look what I thought was rich. And you know, that's changed a lot. So um, I'm 30 now. So my, my life has definitely expanded in the past 10 years for sure. But what I actually realized is at this exact moment in my life, And I say this moment because I know we change and priorities change and that's okay. But at this exact moment, having a house that's several thousand square feet doesn't actually mean as much as I thought it would. 
So instead, what is more in- exciting and enticing to me is having a house that's completely paid off by the time I'm 35. So then I can start to put all of that house payment towards something that fulfills me a little bit more. Maybe my business, maybe giving back to my favorite charities or traveling. You, I'm still a big time traveler. So to me, that's a little bit more exciting. And that really nice car that I thought I wanted, I, no joke, guys, when I graduated college, one of my goals was when I graduate college, I'm going to buy a brand new Chevy Camaro. This is when the Camaros came out. I thought those were like the coolest cars ever. That was my goal. And I look back and I'm like, how short-sighted. That was my serious goal for accomplishing a really big feat in my life. Like, how lame. But instead of buying that Chevy Camaro, I kept driving my old car. And what I realized is the more I drove that old car, the more I actually didn't really care about cars. I thought I did, but I really didn't. But what I did care about is having a vehicle that fit my lifestyle. I'm pretty outdoorsy. I love to go hiking. Uh, Camping is like my favorite thing in the world. And I take a lot of road trips for weekend adventures. So instead of that, what I realized is that an older SUV that allows me to fold my seats completely flat so I can actually car camp and explore in a little bit more comfort, that was more exciting to me. And it took some really tough, tough talks with myself, and I had to get very clear on what do I actually want? And don't get me wrong, if I had an amazing house that was like right on the beach, all glass, windows, wouldn't that be the coolest, where I could just watch the waves every single day? I would love that. I would totally love that. That'd be amazing. But I wouldn't love the opportunity cost that it comes with. So I wouldn't love that I wouldn't be able to travel as much. I wouldn't love that because my money's going more towards this expensive home. And sure, if I had unlimited resources, that wouldn't be an issue. But we all have limited resources. We all have to make do with what we currently have. And currently, that's not a lifestyle I want to pursue. I would not want to just be paying all of my money towards a house and feeling like I'm stuck there. So this is me personally. You might be totally different and that is completely okay. There is no right or wrong answer. If you want that bougie lifestyle and you can afford it, do you. That is like the point of this is to get clear on what is actually truly important for you. So that's step one is getting clear on what you truly want. What does life really need to look like for you to feel content? And then step two is to focus on the core four. Now, the core four was really something that was introduced to me by one of my favorite podcasts, Good To Be Home. And the concept's pretty simple. There's four areas of our life that we should be working towards. Body, being, balance, and business. So body is what do you want your physical health to be like? How 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 do you want to feel? How do you want to look? That's the body piece. How do you, All of the uh, health and fitness stuff. Now, being is a little bit different. Being is your spirituality, not necessarily religion, but your spirituality. How do you feel? Are you content? Are you feeling con- constantly anxious? It's, it's that kind of that, that being. How do you want to be? And then balance is pretty straightforward, I think. This is the personal relationships that you have with loved ones and others. Do you want to see your family every single night? Do you not really care about seeing friends once a week? Do you want to see your friends once a week? What kind of balance do you want in your own personal life? And then business, if you're not in business, then that's fine. You can change that to career. But business is basically how do you make money? And how do you feel about the way you make money? So I try to focus on these core areas, and I don't really believe in a balanced life, so I'm just going to be straightforward. I do not believe that you can achieve a fully balanced life. I think you're always going to be a little bit lopsided, but the whole goal is that while, yes, you cannot achieve balance, you also shouldn't say, screw it, I'm never going to get there, so why do I even try? 
the whole intention of this is one area might be a higher priority at the moment, but that doesn't mean you should ignore all of the other areas. So while yes, you are out of balance at all times, you should always be actively working on each of these core four areas in order to stay afloat and to keep your own sanity in some capacity. And then once you start to understand those four core areas, step three is to set daily intentions for those core four. Now, the daily intentions thing is kind of fun for me because this is, I'm, I'm kind of a competitive person and I really like to compete within myself. So one of the things that I like to do is I had my little waterproof shower notepad. I don't know if I've talked about this before. This thing is game changing for me. Basically, it's exactly as you would think. It's a little notepad that sticks to the wall in my shower and has a a waterproof uh, surface. So you can still write on it, but the water's not going to ruin it. And it comes with a little pencil. So I have this sitting in my shower. This is like ultra cheese, but that's okay. Because that's where I usually get my really good ideas. So I'm putting my face mask on one morning and I'm listening to the podcast. I'm hearing all about the core four. And immediately I just started writing stuff down. What do I want those daily actions to be for those core four areas for myself. And so I just started to write, if I could accomplish one thing in each of these areas every single day, what would they be for me? So for me personally, here were the ones that I I came up with for myself. So for body, I would love to go to the gym every day. However, I did not write that down because there's some days where I just don't feel like it or I just am busy or I'm traveling or something's happening. So for body, I said my daily items, and I did two, were to drink 100 ounces of water and to eat at least 1,600 calories per day. Now, I know that last one seems weird, but I'm a busy person, and frankly, I just forget to eat. I skip meals, or I just don't feel like it. So for me, eating consistently is actually incredibly important for me. For being, my being goal is to meditate using my Calm app every single day. So if I do this every single day, I know I'm on track. And then the other piece would be to write down my gratitude of the day. I used to say, write down three things you're grateful for. I'm skipping that. I'm trying to keep it even more simple in my, in my own life so I can keep things kind of flowing and I don't feel overwhelmed. So for me, it's just one gratitude every single day. And that's all I've got to do for my being. Now for balance, this one's trickier. So because balance is something I oh, totally struggle with. It's just tricky for me. I have a really hard time of maintaining my relationships and my my personal lives and my, my business life. And I'm just not great at that. I'm going to be real honest. So for me, balance is shutting off my phone and my computer every single day by 8 p.m. Done. That's when I officially check out. So that's one of the things that I'm trying to do every day. And then for business, my business goal, my, my one action item for business is to do four productive Pomodoro sessions. I think I've talked about Pomodoro before when I talked about beating procrastination. I think that was the five tip Friday. So go check that one out. But my four productive Pomodoro sessions, that's how I know I'm on track to accomplishing my business goals as well. So once you have that idea, once you have all of that stuff broken down, you know what your daily intentions are for the core four areas, then the next piece is to set a 90-day outcome goal for yourself. Now, let's be clear on this. You know what you want. You know the four different areas. Now, you have to choose just one area, one thing that you want to accomplish within 90 days. And this is where it gets super hard because we want to accomplish all the things. We want to have an amazing life and you deserve an amazing life. But what I find is if you focus on all of those four areas and you're trying to set a 90-day goal or 90-day challenge for yourself in every single area, I promise you, you're not going to accomplish anything. You're going to get very mediocre results in all of those areas and you're not going to be very happy with yourself and you're going to feel like you just wasted a ton of time. 
So that's why we're focusing on just one of those areas. There's that quote, the man who chases many rabbits catches none. I think this is so true. So just remember that and set one outcome goal for 90 days. Okay, so what's an outcome goal? An outcome goal is very, very different. So a non-outcome goal, if that's even a word, would be things like go to the gym every day, pay extra towards debt, make more money. Those are all inherently pretty crappy goals. There's nothing specific about them at all. So a better goal or an outcome goal would be run a 10K in 40 minutes, pay off my $3,000 chase card, earn an extra $1,500 in 90 days. So do you see the difference? We can immediately see, did you achieve that outcome or not? We can't necessarily see, did you make more money? If you made $10 extra, are you actually truly happy with that? You technically made more money, but is that really enough? Probably not. So that's why outcome goals are truly everything. I think they're the best. So let me share with you guys my own personal outcome goal for 90 days. I want to bring in an extra $2,500, not from business income, and save that towards an investment property over the next 90 days. So I'm, I'm trying to be really specific here. $2,500, 90 days, that's what my goal is. Then once you have your outcome goal decided on, that one focus item for the next 90 days, then you can start to break down some of your KPIs. Your KPIs are key performance indicators. And I learned about key KPIs in the MBA program, and I kind of love it. I think this is a really good way to live your life. Basically, a KPI is how do you know if you're on track? It's that little metric, that little thing that you can look at and say, yes, I'm on track, or no, I need to up my game. So for me, my KPI was breaking it down into daily and weekly income targets. So my daily income target, if I want to bring in an extra $2,500 in 90 days, I've got to bring in an extra twenty. $7.78 every single day in addition to my business income. Now the weekly target is $194.46. So not too bad, a little bit shy of 200 bucks per week extra. So from there, now I can start to see what are the side hustles that I actually need to do to get me to that goal. So for me, you guys know I'm doing the Uber Eats challenge. I'm still working on that a little bit here and there, but it would be like essentially four Uber Eats trips per day. This is not necessarily per week. Um, or flipping one cell phone per day. Or collecting three scooters for Bird, the electric scooter company. Or selling two bundles of worksheets on my Etsy shop. My Etsy shop's called Bucket List Printables. I sell kind of fun little bucket list checklist stuff where people can track their adventures. It's, it's a little cheesy, but hey, I like it. So those are the ways that I can get to my goal. So now I know I don't have to do four Uber Eats trips every single day, but I can do four Uber Eats trips sometimes and then maybe flip a couple cell phones and maybe that brings in a little extra. But the whole thing is I have to either hit that $27.76 per day or I have to hit $194.46 per week if I want to be on track. So those are my KPIs. So that's really it. Once you can start to get your, your mind around what do you actually want, and then what are little daily things that are going to help keep your life in balance, setting that 90-day outcome goal, and then setting those KPIs so you can see if you're on track. If you switch your strategy to that, I promise you, you're going to see so much better results. And it's a lot of fun too. So my challenge for you is this week, go through these different steps. And I'm going to link the blog post as well, because I'm on my blog. There's very, very detailed information on that. But go through and set your own 90 day goals. That's what week two's challenge is all about is getting clear on your life, knowing exactly what you want and setting up the plan so that you can guarantee yourself success in some capacity. 
The important thing here too to remember is whatever you set for your 90-day goal, that is fixed. That should never, ever change. But if you get into the process and you realize you're at say four weeks in and you're still not closer to the goal, the goal should not change, but your process should change. Nothing should be more flexible than the process. The goal is very fixed. You don't change that no matter what, but you should change your strategy to get you to your goals if it's not really working out in your favor. So that is all about week two. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, let me know. Screenshot this, tag me on Instagram or on Facebook or Twitter or wherever the heck you hang out, or even just shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you and see some of your own personal 90-day goals. So next week is week three of our last 30 days challenge. And what we're going to be covering next week is how to do a yearly review of your financial life. What steps do you take? What items do you look into? We're going to do a really deep detailed analysis of how the last year went for you financially. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did make sure you share it with somebody that you care about, I appreciate your support and love for the podcast. It It's seriously the greatest thing in the world. This is probably the coolest job ever. You should all start a podcast if you have a lot of free time, which nobody does. (laughs) Regardless, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next week for another episode of the Money Nerds Podcast. Bye. being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details